Hey, families, we're so glad that you've joined us today for another episode of Coffee with the Counselor. Today, we're going to talk about anger management and how you can help your child express that um, through a positive way. Um, Usually, before we start, we talk about our coffee cups. However, Mm. this was kind of an impromptu, like, we got to get one of these done, and we normally it's one o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. and I'm done with my coffee done today. With coffee. So I don't have a coffee cup today to talk to you about. But real quick, I'm Tanya Barber. I'm school counselor at Star Elementary. I'm Robin Richardson, the school counselor at Iva Elementary, and I'm Andrea Lawless, the school counselor at Flat Rock Elementary. And we are going to talk to you today about anger management and how to help your sweet precious children if they experience that Um, I think one of the things that we really need to just maybe focus on is that anger is a natural emotion I know it is for me yeah yes (laughs) you think these tips will help me too yeah I was reading over this and I was like I need to do better at this I need to do better at this um but we do sometimes forget that anger is a natural emotion and sometimes I think we we talk to our kids as if it's wrong to be angry. Right. When I mm-hmm. talk to my kids at school, I always tell them it's okay to be angry. It's not you're not getting in trouble because you're mad. Because they'll come and say, "I got in trouble because I got mad at so and so or because of this." Right. And I'm like, "You're not in trouble because you got mad at the situation or the person, but you're 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 coming to talk to me or we're trying to deescalate the situation because of how you reacted mm-hmm. when you were angry. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to be angry, but we want to be able to help you guys and kids also um, come up with some coping skills on what to do when you become angry. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times for kids, um, we think about that angry emotion and we all envision that little red, you know, emoji with his little devil horns and his frowny face, and he's angry. But a lot of times, um, our kids don't show it that way. Sometimes they show it through disappointment or frustration Mm -hmm. or sometimes even sadness. I know um, for my own personal self, when I get mad, I'm like a big old crybaby, and I can't stand that about myself, but I do. I show my anger through crying and um, sadness. And so as you think about your child, thinking about what – how do they show show anger? Like, what emotion, um, what do they typically do when they are angry? And so really think about what your child does, and then let's think about, okay, now how can I help fix that? Okay. And sometimes, too, anger, it can come off as anger, but really when you stop and assess the situation or try and process it with your child, you find out that there's a different emotion behind that that anger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and you know it's not always easy for them to verbalize that they have another feeling and it's not always easy for them to talk about it in that moment depending Mm -hmm. on how intense their anger is so sometimes we have to use our context clues or use Mm -hmm. our mama senses and try to figure that out and help them identify it And so we will talk about some coping skills today. And one thing that I've really been trying to kind of push to our students is giving them a coping skill, but making sure they know how to use it. And if you think about practicing something, you have to practice and practice and practice until game time. Well, Mm -hmm. if we give them a coping skill to deal with anger, but they've never practiced it calm, and they get to angry, they're not going to think about that coping skill. They're not even going to remember what you talked about. 
So really making sure that they've practiced the coping skill when they're okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that will benefit our kids. And so I've really been trying to do that a little more this year with my students as a whole is talking about coping skills and strategies and, hey, I know we're good and calm right now, but let's practice deep breathing because we never know when we might need it. And when you're mad, you you have to kind of still control your breathing. And it's easy just to count to 10 really fast when you're mad, but you have to make yourself stop and slow down. And don't they look at you like you're really silly when they're they when do. you're trying to make them mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. for no reason? Supposedly, no they reason. Do. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, it really does help for mm-hmm. the future. So that is a tip for parents to um, really, you know, talk to the kid and try to come up with some good coping skills that would benefit that that child, and then practicing practicing them when they're not mad. Yeah, and then another thing, too, is to praise your child when you see them using their coping skill, mm-hmm. even if they're not necessarily using it the exact way that, you know, you want them to, but at least if they're trying, That's right. just recognizing and praising that effort that mm-hmm. they are trying to incorporate what, what you've been learning and talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can just make a mental note that later when this situation is passed and they're calm, you can practice doing it. The right way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I right. think that's a good point, too, is is praising them when you've seen that they've attempted it. Also, making sure they have a visual representation, you know, a little picture board or something, or for the older kids, just a note on the refrigerator mm-hmm. or going, you know, the bathroom mirror or something to help them remind them of these are the coping strategies that I like, that I feel like help me. And so that way they can kind of go back to that visual reference. And then, too, modeling that behavior yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when your child does get angry, sometimes it makes you as a parent, I know I'm guilty of this, too, it escalates the situation, and then I want to get angry, too. Mm-hmm. But if we're asking them to use coping skills when they're angry, and we're in turn getting angry with them mm-hmm. or angry about another situation, you know, bringing the groceries in and the bag bus or something, Absolutely. you know, um, just modeling those same coping skills that we want them to use, modeling them in our everyday life too, so that they can, they can see a good, you know, right role to follow. I find myself saying, Hey, I need to take a break. Cause, cause it is very difficult to keep your cool or to remember to take deep breaths as the adult in these situations. And, so a lot of times I will just verbalize, I need to take a break. Or I am very angry right now, I need a minute. And and that way they know that adults have to take a minute. It's okay mm-hmm. to, to calm down and get yourself together. And that way I'm not making it worse too. I also think too that it kind of adds fuel to the fire. Like if they're already mad and then you come in and you get upset about it too, it, it doesn't help the situation at all. And I know that um, we have probably all been through experiences with our own children where they've come home or they've had an issue and they've been upset and angry and we get mad and upset and angry about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the two of us just ranting and raving about the same <laughs> thing and it doesn't fix anything yeah. and it doesn't help anything. And so really being able to step back and take that moment to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to take a minute so that I can get my thoughts together. Let them know that's what you're doing because 
you are still modeling that coping strategy and then walking away. And it may be that you got to walk away for a little bit, you know, and we're going to come back to this in a little while. We're going to talk about it when we both calm down. Um, Because it could be it's not something that you're mad at that's gone on at school. It could be something that they've done that just infuriated you. Sure. Um, Especially as your children get older into those teenage years, you're going to experience those things a lot. And so um, really stepping away for, you know, a little bit and make sure that you're not adding to that because we we don't want to be an addition as to what makes our kids hurt even more. Mm -hmm. Um, And we need to keep their feelings separate from our feelings, I think. So just knowing that it's okay to be angry and um, not necessarily being angry, that's what's getting us in pickles, but how we react. Um, And then modeling that good behavior for them, but then giving them those coping skills and practicing. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about what are some of those coping skills that we can model or we can teach our kids. What are some that work for y'all as parents Mm -hmm. or either in the classroom or like your guidance office? I think all of us go, one of our first strategies is always some type of breathing. Right. Um, and I think it's important the kids know how to breathe. And when I talk to my students about that, they laugh at me. And I always tell them that, you know, when you go to the doctor and he puts his stethoscope up there and he asks you to take a deep breath, he is listening to your lungs. So, of course, you're going to inhale through your mouth. But that does not control your anger. Mm-hmm. Brain does. And so mm-hmm. we have to close our mouths and make sure we're taking that deep breath in through our nose and then letting it out through our mouth. And so we always do smell a rose through your nose, keep your mouth closed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing those breathing techniques and making sure that they know how to do it and to give a little bit of a a three count, but then to start building it up to a five count Mm -hmm. and then to build it up to see, you know, because the longer deep breath that you can take, the better off it'll help you calm down. Um, I do teach my kids five-finger breathing, which is just starting at the base, and it's slow and steady, an inhale, an exhale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids seem to do that because they can put their hand down. It's also a motion that kind of gets their brain kind of, oh, wait, I'm doing something with my hands. Mm-hmm. So I like to use that as well. Um, I think it's important that you said that your brain is what controls your anger because – when we have intense emotions, then our brain is not thinking rationally anymore. It switches over to the survival thinking and to the fight or the flight or the freeze. And so when children or adults are intensely angry, they're not thinking rationally, but those deep breathing techniques allow more oxygen to get to the brain. And like you said, it gives you time to get your body under control And then your brain can switch back over to that rational thinking to help make good decisions. Mm -hmm. I also think being able to walk away from the Mm -hmm. situation. um, And I know that like at at school, I mean, we typically don't tell our kids just get up and walk away. Definitely not. (laughs) However, um, when it's been very extreme, I have told kids, you know, If you feel like you're about to bust, just get up and and go to the door and stand outside the door. And when the teacher comes behind you, then explain that you're having a moment. Um, But a lot of times when they get to that point, the teacher already knows. And so, you know, telling them, you know, if you feel like you need to excuse yourself because you're getting to that emotion that you cannot control, then absolutely, if you don't, if you're trying Mm -hmm. to control it, 
just exit the room. Um, physical activity is another great way to kind of get rid of some of that built-up rage, mm-hmm. I guess, is, is kind of what I'm thinking about. But but exercising, moving. Um, I mean, we've all told some kids, punch a pillow. Right, you know? yes. Even if you can't walk away or get up, you can still get that energy out. I mean, if you're sitting in a chair, you can push down on Mm -hmm. the chair as hard as you can, or you can ball up your fist to tighten those muscles and hold it and then release it, and that helps get that energy out too. Miss Lewis always taught some of our students push-pull-dangle. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you just push on the chair, pull on the chair, and then just let your arms dangle. And it, it does... Kind of seem to help some students. I think there's a lot of skills out there, but the kids need to be able to find what works for them because not not one coping skill is going to work for every child. Mm-hmm. And if you do have a child that has anger management issues, and this is something that you and the teacher are working with together, on together, just have that agreement with the teacher mm-hmm. that when my child needs a minute, you know, where's a safe space for them to Absolutely. walk away? I mean, we all mm-hmm. have kids that have that, like, I need to go see Miss Lawless, or, mm-hmm. excuse me, I got, um, not feeling too well today, but we need to go see Miss Barbara, or I need to go see Miss Richardson, mm-hmm. but just kind of work with the teacher. Yeah, and a lot of times teachers have some little co- cooling down spaces in their classrooms anyway, but I agree, I think communication with the teacher, if you're having a student who's dealing with that at home and at school, making sure that the teacher's aware of what you're trying to do at home so that maybe some of those things can be mimicked at school or vice versa. Maybe the school's trying to do some things and you want to try to start implementing those things at home. I think that's very important. And there's a couple other things that you can get really easy at the Dollar Tree or Dollar General like Play-Doh or some kind of modeling clay Mm -hmm. where kids can pound on it or play with it and stretch Mm -hmm. it and squeeze um, it. Real tight. Yeah, definitely. And kinetic sand. I know I have kinetic sand here in the guidance classroom, but they sell that at the Dollar General now too. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got mine. And that's really, really fun to play with. Mm -hmm. Kids like that. So what do you say, um, what to say to some of your kids when they are having some anger issues? Um, I think we got to make sure too that we they don't feel like we're judging them for being upset. Um, I know that as adults, what we get upset and angry about is more of a life event, probably, and theirs might not seem like a big deal to us. But we need to remember that they are young, and and it might really seem like a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to validate their feelings and sometimes my daughters will bring something up and it doesn't seem like it's a big deal to me. So I just say, well, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. Or ask them some sort of question so that I can get a better read on how big of a deal is Mm -hmm. this to them. Mm -hmm. And that way I can validate and help them work through those feelings. And just, I don't know about you guys, but when I get angry as an adult, like, in the moment, it it's serious. Mm-hmm. But when it's over, I'm almost embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Like, that, it's, it's <laughs> uncomfortable, you know? Like, that was so <laughs> irrational of me. And I'm old enough to be able to process that, right, as an adult. Right. Like, that, that was not really a big deal. And I mm-hmm. just made a complete fool out of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm guilty of it. I think we all do that. But... just recognizing with your kid too that when they come out of an episode or a situation 
where they are angry, they're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about it together. Let's work on mm-hmm. it together. Like mm-hmm. just making it a we situation instead of them isolating themselves because they are so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I like that team approach mm-hmm. using oh, yeah. the let's or the we so that they understand that you're in it with them and that you mm-hmm. want to help them and that we can solve this problem. Yeah. Also, um, trying to help them come up with what do they, what do you think the next step should be mm-hmm. as they're starting to um, form through calming down and letting them help decide, like, what should we do next in this situation? Or um, if this happens again, what, what could we do differently? Um, and that's something I use a lot with the kids is, um, what do you think you should say to that teacher? Or what do you think that we could do different next time? Should you have come to me sooner? Um, but making sure that they know and echoing on that, that it is a together thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what we're here to do for the students. But as parents, that's what we're here to do too. And I know sometimes when people, when kids get mad or angry and their emotion is to cry or the way mm-hmm. they show it is to cry, making sure that we don't, minimize that by saying quit being a crybaby or suck it up or why are you crying because we have to know why they are doing what they're doing and if we know that our kid is angry and because they are crying that's their emotion they show when they're angry then we need to kind of make sure we're not giving off that um negative vibe to just make it increase (laughs) right and you were talking about you know asking or trying to figure out what can we do next time or what can we do better? And that made me think about how just like sometimes I make mistakes and handle my anger inappropriately, our kids are going to make mistakes too and they're going to react in ways that we wish they didn't or that they probably shouldn't have. But that's a great opportunity to give them a redo and Mm -hmm. say, okay, you – this is not the way that we should have handled it. Let's do it again and have them practice the appropriate way to handle it because that goes back to what we were saying earlier about <laughs> practice what what you want them to do and how you right. want them to act in the right. future. Yep. I think those are all good things. And I think the more you talk about, like, the overall emotion of anger and then practice those coping skills and then work on it together, that as your child gets older and has more practice, they will come out on the other side and be like, mm-hmm. okay, that was totally irrational. Or mm-hmm. this was, you know, silly. I let myself get upset over nothing or whatever. But they'll be able to process it more with you and be more willing to talk it through with you if you've been understanding along the way. Absolutely. And I think, too, as we finish up our conversation today, Um, thinking about some of the things that, um, that you work through with your kids and you've noticed that your kid has really like, they've used these coping strategies, but that still is not helping them is knowing when to kind of try to speak to somebody outside of you and your family, whether it's approaching the doctor about the situation, whether it's talking to a school counselor about the situation because we do have some some resources you know that we can push you know push that to to help um, right deal with some of those things a little bit more than maybe just maybe they need something more than just the coping strategies maybe they need somebody you know to talk to more frequently about what what else can I do 
Um, cause we have given you some basic ones today, but of course there's some that are more intensive. So, you know, reaching out and making sure that your teachers are aware if there's some situations going on and if you need to approaching the school counselor so that they can be aware and help in those situations too. I agree. I agree. All right. So we hope that you are able to get something from today's Coffee with Counselor. Again, we were talking about anger management and some of the ways to help our students um, cope with those things and what to say and what not to say. And for those of you that are Anderson 3, we will send a little cheat sheet home with your kids shortly. And we look forward to hearing from you and seeing what you want us to talk about next. Thank you for listening to our Coffee with the Counselors podcast produced by Anderson School District 3. If you have questions for our counselors or suggestions for future topics, visit acsd3.org to contact our counselors directly.